Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs postgame podcast presented by PointsBet. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up to get two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks. Luke Stuckmeyer, Cody Del Mendo, and hopefully later Ryan Herrera from beautiful historic Wrigley Field with some postgame reaction from the clubhouse and from David Ross. Cubs win 4-2 to two over the Giants. Uh, Cody, we weren't sure this was going to be a good start to the weekend. We were fearing this was going to be an ugly start to the weekend. Turns out they pulled it off. Yeah, uh, you know, I was able to watch the first five and a half innings at uh, the office and then uh, did CHGO bets daily with Sean Anderson. And then as soon as that was over, I came back and saw that Nico hit a homer and Drew Smiley was still shoving. So, uh, you know, I was feeling good coming home. And then I got to like, uh, I think I got to the corner of Halstead and Fullerton, pulled out my phone while I was waiting at the stoplight, saw the Giants had the bases jacked uh, in the eighth. And I was like, oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. And then, uh, you know, I got here as the, for the start of the ninth inning and uh, Brandon Hughes came in and shoved it, man. So, uh, hey. I don't know, really know, day. like like the chat's kind of like David Snyder's complaining about David Ross's death taxes, and that guy always uh, complaining about David Ross. But I mean, I they won today. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they should have taken Drew Smiley out or not. I, I it is, <laughs> it's, I another guy says here is a uh, hundred pitches. So I mean, I that that in today's era it makes sense <laughs> if you're taking him out. And he's got a hundred pitches. So uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not sure, but I, I'm. Happy to see that we did not blow it today, Luke, like we did yesterday. Yeah, and again, if this is about evaluation, you don't know it's going to turn out this way, but I do love seeing, you know, obviously it was disheartening to see Manny Rodriguez come in and give two walks and then a a two-run double. That was not good, but the flip side of that is Brandon Hughes once again stepped up and showed you good stuff and not only got you out of the eighth, he got you through the ninth, and so, you know, more and more he's looking like a bullpen piece a guy that was an outfielder looks like he's a bullpen piece moving forward for next year. You never 
can really tell with bullpen guys because I, I feel like they're so hit or miss. It's maybe the hardest thing to figure out, but appears the Cubs figured it out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Ford, yeah, two, I mean, nice, we... nice job by Hughes. And, you know, Smiley, the deal with him is we got the good Drew Smiley. I, I think uh, we were wondering before the game, I don't know, it was David uh, that was asking that. He was like, which, you know, which, which smile, Drew Smiley are we going to get? get? <laughs> you know, we spend yeah. a lot of the pregame show and we'll spend more of the postgame show talking about, you know, Rodon. How is he a piece they can add in the offseason? Is he someone they should think about? Well, Drew Smiley's kind of in that same conversation. Like he would be, I would assume, a much cheaper version. And if you can get a few of these performances mixed in with something slightly not as good, um, you know, he's a lefty as well. And he was he was really oh wait, one hit. He gave up one yeah. hit in the game. So he was he was fantastic in this game. Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of been the story of him in this entire second half. I know his last start, he had a – it was bad against St. Louis. One of the best offenses the second half has seen. Uh, I'd like to credit their easy-ass schedule. But that's another story and another thing I can complain about. But, um, you know, coming off that, you're hoping that maybe he'd at least be able to give you average Drew Smiley, which is what we saw a lot in the first mm-hmm. half of the season. But instead, he came out here and shoved it like he's been shoving it in the entire second half of the season. I, you know, Ryan tweeted earlier. I think I retweeted from the CHGO Cubs Twitter account. If you don't follow, you should follow it. Um, he tweeted that Drew Smiley walking off the is walking off the the mound, and every team in the league has to be wondering why they didn't trade for him at the deadline. And I mean, even. If the Cubs would have traded him and then he would have been great like this, and like you know that the Cubs wouldn't have got anything great for him because he was injured in that first half, like then we'd be sitting here pissed off that we traded Drew Smiley. So, maybe. like, I, I, or, or maybe not pissed off, but not, just like not, I don't think so. Maybe a little bit more frustrated that we didn't get anything like great for him because even if, if he was pitching like yeah. this in the first half, oh my god, the Cubs would have got something great for him. They would have. They would have got. They. I don't know if they would have got what they like. Uh, Wesneski, like they did for Efros, considering the years of control. But like, I think they would have got something, like, just something useful. Something. I, they would have been better than what we got for Chris Martin, and that's no nothing against Zach McKinstry, but I'm just saying we would have got something. Uh, uh, I agree, especially because he's a left-hander. Right, and he's got postseason experience. Mm-hmm. He just won the ring, won a ring with the Braves last year, right? Like, there's there's a lot of things to like about Drew Smiley. Like, we kind of like I feel like all season we've kind of taken him for granted, like in a, in a, in a way. Like, I don't know, maybe I'm completely wrong about that. But anyway, all I'm all I'm saying is that the guys pitched well enough to where you're like you're going to next year. They have a mutual option type thing going yeah. on the contract. So like to me, it's like. Why wouldn't you bring this guy back? I, I mean, I guess he could, you know, opt out or whatever you want to call it, however the technical term for his situation is, and, you know, try and get more money. But, I mean, even if it – it's not like he's going to be demanding for, you know, $15 million a year like may, at most. I'd, like, I don't know how much he's making this year, but it can't be more than just, a you know, a few million. Like, this guy hasn't been shoving it down people's throats for you. I, all I'm saying is, like, he's he, he seems like a really decent pitcher to have around for – as a young – like, a veteran, one, and two, as a really good depth piece, you know, I don't know what the – rotation looks like for next year but he, he definitely is someone that like you can look at and think you know 
the very least, you know, you got an injury go down. You got you got a guy like him who can come in and 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 get give you some innings, and you can feel confident with that guy to get to help you get a win that day. So yeah, I think that's that's the good thing about Drew Smiley, and it just uh, you know it sucks that he's doing this and this team stinks. He went out there and did it against a Giants team that I know they've been a disappointment this year, but you know that it's not like he went and did it against the Reds. Or the Pirates. I know everyone likes to sit in the chat, and whenever someone does good and it's against the Reds or the Pirates, they like to, you know, not really take that as much as success. But the Giants are in the NL West, and they play some against some of the best teams in the league, like all the time. Like they're they just won a hundred some games last year. The fact that he went out there and did that against them, I mean, a team of that caliber, at least in some way, like to me, it's impressive. It's, it's something that I, you know, don't take for granted for someone like him and. You know, well, we're going to see what, what the Cubs are going to want to do with him in the offseason. But right now, it's, he looks like a guy to me that I want to have around to help groom some of these young guys. Yeah, I mean, I think we talked, you know, in the pregame show, and it's worth repeating now that we, you know, it looks like the starting pitching market will be low supply, heavy demand in the offseason, right? So, mm-hmm. obviously, we've talked about what they, they might have to give up to try and get Shohei, which would obviously be option number one if somehow you can land Shohei without totally depleting your farm system and add number one. You look at Rodon, and Rodon was great again, you know, 11 strikeouts. Uh, he's done it 10 or more in four of his last five starts. He he leads the majors in strikeouts per nine innings. Um, we've talked about his injury problems but he hasn't had those the last two years. He's been one of the best pitchers in baseball the last two years. He'd be a more expensive, longer deal contract than certainly Smiley would be. So you start thinking about what kind of cash is he going to get if and when he opts out. I, you know, he's he's a Boris guy, I believe. So, like, he's going to get top dollar. You're going to have to overpay to get Rodon. I'm not saying Rodon's not a great move. I think he would be a really good addition for the Cubs, if you can do a shorter term deal, I don't really care how big the money gets. It's it's about not having that strapped to you for like six years. Now, Rodon will be 30 next season. Jacob deGrom's another name that comes up. He's going to be 35 next season. So, yeah. you know, DeGrom Jacob DeGrom does, does age or sample size of success. But they both have injury problems. And, you know, right. Smiley spent a lot of this year hurt too. So if you're looking at those three guys as kind of names to help the rotation next year, Smiley, probably the most uh, affordable, certainly, of the three and could be just a backup plan if you're not able to get Otani, if you're not able to sign Rodon. Maybe he stays with the Giants. I don't know. Um, or, or somebody spends a ton of money on him. And maybe DeGrom is the same way. So, you might have to settle for Drew Smiley, but that's not a horrible backup plan. Now, I would love to sign one of those guys and then still have Smiley. That that's what I see ideal. Like, yeah, if you can have Smiley and Sampson as your depth guys, along with some of the young guys coming up, like Killian and mm-hmm. Wesneski and those guys. Now you've got depth. Is it is it bad? Is it recency bias of me to say that I'd rather have Smiley as my number five than Kyle Hendricks? Well, I, I I do like the idea of having a second left-hander. I don't want to forget what Kyle Hendricks has done for the Cubs. 
Right. Um, <laughs> and, and, and don't forget, like we're, we're saying, well, we, he can't depend on Kyle Hendricks. Well, I mean, Smiley was hurt a lot this year, too. He's out um, for what, like and a Kyle month and a half some or two. Great starts too, as well. Like, yeah, yes, Smiley has done well recently since coming back. Um, but Kyle Hendricks has been there, done that for you in the postseason. Like, you want to talk right. about postseason experience? Well, let's not for, let's not forget Game Seven and some other games for for Kyle Hendricks. So, um, yeah, I no, you're right. You can count on Hendricks to be a huge part of it. Just like I, I don't think you can count on Smiley to be a huge part of it. Like if you're counting on those guys to be your your two or three next year and you're counting on them to make, you know, throw 200 innings, you're fooling yourself. But that yeah. doesn't mean they can't be nice pieces for you moving forward next season. Would I rather have Rodon than Smiley? Yes, of course I would. But I don't want him for like six years. I want him for like four. Yeah. And if Jack it gets expensive, yelling. that's okay because it's not my cash. Yeah, Jack R is yelling at me because I I it uttered the thought of having Drew Smiley over Kyle Hendricks. Well, <laughs> Drew Smiley also I don't can think stay you're on the that, field. Yeah, I don't think that's a necessarily a choice anyway. I like I feel like I'm not even like Hendricks is going to be there. It, it, his, it's not like his I know he's going to be there. Yeah, things. he's going to he's going to be there. I know that. Yeah. I just you know like. What what have we seen from Kyle Hendricks the last two years? Like, it's not any better or worse than Drew Smiley. It's it, all it is is all, all I can say is that Kyle Hendricks has postseason experience. He's gone out there won big games, but that's all. It's also been years since he's done that. I mean, all I know is that we say it all the time, Luke. The best ability is availability. <laughs> you know what? Kyle Hendricks hadn't been doing that this year, and he was really inconsistent last year. Like I. And this is, again, I love Kyle Hendricks. I think he is a quote-unquote Cubs legend or Cubs uh, lifer. He should be on this team forever, in my opinion. If, if you can figure out to, to do that and not have to pay him more than what you're already paying him, like, fine. Like, I, I don't mind him being on this team. But, like, I don't know. Like, Drew Smiley just won the World Series of the Braves last year, pitched really well for them, and then comes to our team. And, yeah, he got hurt and was out for, like, a month and has been – Way better than what we expect. When we cited him, no one thought he was going to be shit. No one, no one was excited about it. And now he's out in this entire second half. He's been great. I don't care if this team is bad. Like to me, it's like it's what the league always goes by. It's like, what have you done for me lately? Kyle Hendricks hasn't done anything for us lately. Drew Smiley has, and so like that's that's how I I feel about it. I just think what I take Kyle Hendricks in a postseason game over Drew Smiley. Hell yeah, I would. That like they. He does so much more for the Cubs in the postseason than Drew Smiley has. Of course I would take him in, in the postseason game in a must-win game. Of course I would. But in terms of are you going to give me 30 starts out of the five hole in the in the, in the the starting rotation, I feel better about Drew Smiley being able to do that than Kyle Hendricks. And, like, I just – I just, I'm very intrigued. Like, it's not something we've really talked about lately, but I'm really intrigued to see what the Cubs plan to do with Kyle Hendricks and his role. I, I assume he's going to be in the rotation. Ryan, I like looked at me like I was a moron when I questioned it like a month ago. Like, I no, just like Sutcliffe, if you Sutcliffe even kind of like hesitated during on the broadcast about it today. Like he's like, you know, he questioned whether or not Keegan is going back to the bullpen. You know, he mm -hmm. said he, he's obviously a lock to be on the team. Steele is a, is a lock. You put him in Sharpie. And he said, you know what, Kyle Hendricks, you just don't know which guy, which guy you're getting. To me, the question. The best question is Rodon or DeGrom in the offseason? Who would you rather target of those two guys? And Jack R saying 
DeGrom, he'd be all in. Uh, Jack says he thinks Rodon is more of a Stroman level, not an ace. Now, I would I would have agreed with that before like the season. This season, yeah. Rodon has absolutely been an ace. Like, he's been one yeah. of the top like five pitchers in baseball the last couple of years. I mean, you don't he's second and fifth. He's 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 averaging like over eleven strikeouts a game. He's been that good. Uh, and he's left-handed. So, you know, I, I think he's I think he's a step above Stroman right now, but I wouldn't like I wouldn't mind having both of them on the team. Now, whether or not yeah. you think DeGrom at 35 years old next year still has enough in the tank and can get through the injuries that his stuff is that much better. Uh I I don't I don't know. I I'd be happy with either one of those guys. I know the name DeGrom puts more fear. Most fans would think like DeGrom, oh, we got DeGrom would be like the thing to say to another team. Like we got DeGrom and Stroman and Steele. It does sound it does sound like it's got a little more meat behind it. Yeah. But when you look at what they've done the last couple of years, I mean, DeGrom has made 22 starts in the last two seasons. And Rodon has been there and has been dominating at the major league level. So right. I don't know. It's like fantasy football. You don't want to get too attached to that name. That DeGrom you know. is uh, DeGrom's like Christian McCaffrey this year, right? Like McCaffrey you don't want is to get too the, attached to it. Yeah. He's like the best running back in the league if he's healthy, but can he yeah. stay healthy? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, we kind of talked about on pregame, right? Like I think that you are, or I think I'm willing to be okay if the Cubs pay whatever 25 to 30 AAV for Carlos Rodon if you can get him on a Stroman like deal. Like I'm willing to pay oh, the money for per, per I think it would be more expensive than that, maybe, but I don't know. I mean, what not. he's making like 21, 22 this year. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I just don't think teams are gonna want to are gonna pay him over 30 million a year considering the injury history and considering it's not like he's been doing it for years and years and years. It's literally only been two years and this is the second year, honestly. Right. I mean, but, 2016 or 2017, he had a really good year at the White Sox too, but then the injuries came. So like as far as consistent production, it's really only been two years. And even last year he had, he had issue, issues at the end of the year. This is really like his first real like good season of consistent production of looking like a top end number one starter like pitcher and I don't think teams are going to like, I don't think teams are going to forget that. And, you know, the team that gets him will overpay. So maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe he will get 30 million, but I, maybe that, I don't know if that deal will look, will look good in hindsight. The only reason the Sox let him get away and they non-tendered him. What a, what a dud move that was. I know Cueto has been good for him and maybe Cueto's one that escaped the Cubs that they could have had for, you know, basically nothing. But if I'm being honest and I'm saying, Whose health do I feel most comfortable in dumping some money into the next three years? Out of those guys, you're talking about DeGrom, you're talking about Rodon, you're talking about Smiley. The guy on that list has to be Rodon. He's he's that much, I mean, he's five years younger yeah. than DeGrom. Like they've all had injury problems, but Rodon really hasn't the last two and and he's the youngest of the group. So if I had to put money on who's going to be healthier the next few years, and I know that's you know that's not a points bet wager you can make, I would think it's probably Rodon, who's also been the best pitcher out of those the last two or three years. So 
Yeah. I still think he's a guy they should go after. Yeah, I'm not saying the Cubs shouldn't go after him. I just, you know, when we, when you when we talk about where we see the Cubs being, you know, World Series ready to win, right, or even just playoff bound, like one bad free agent signing really can like set your franchise back. And I think Jason Agreed. Hayward is like the best example of that. Like, you know, everyone wants to talk about how the Cubs didn't spend at the end of eight, like after at the end of eighteen, going into nineteen after Theo said the offense broke. And, and how they didn't do anything in 19 either. And and then even going into 2020 before the pandemic came, like, well, I not that I think it's okay, but the Cubs having to pay Jason Hayward 20 plus million a year. Yes. You know, and him not give us that kind of production of that value of money. Like, and he was young. Right. And like that, that go again, that's mainly on Tom Ricketts. Like, I'm not saying that it shouldn't matter. To me, it shouldn't matter, like, that they didn't spend. It, 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 they should have spent because they are the Cubs and they're bringing in millions uh-huh. and millions of dollars a year, blah, 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 charging all this money, $12 beers, blah. Like, believe me, I, I to me, it's not an excuse. But the Cubs, as in ownership, they will. They don't care. They don't care what we think. They're going to they're gonna spend the money however they want. And so, to me, it's like, you know, one bad free agent signing, and then I'll be afraid that Tom isn't going to open up the checkbook again. And so to, it's it's not just like let's it you have they have to the front office has to talk Tom into thinking like hey we can if we do if we spend this kind of money we can be a competitor next year or be a playoff team or something like that and and then maybe then they'll open up the pocketbook more like they did going into the 2016 season after that and. I think, you know, we've talked about this coming off season, like, you know, they need a number one. They need like they need a veteran arm in that rotation that can help, you know, solidify and help some of these young guys and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe Rodon can be that guy. And I, I'd i rather have DeGrom. I think we'd all rather have DeGrom and he will cost more and. You know, I he is 35, so he knows he isn't getting some gigantic contract, but I think he'd be. I think he'd be looking for that Scherzer type contract, man. Like two years, forty million AAV per year, like type type deal. I mean, when the guy's pitching, he's he's great. So that part I'm, doesn't bother me. Like if it's two years and whatever the number is, I again, it's not my cash, but like like you said, you don't want to get locked into the Hayward deal. And so, I do think the free agent pitching market is supposed to be better the following year. I'm not saying the cup shouldn't spend. I think they spend it money offseason but if all your prospects coming up are mostly pitchers you're hoping on still finding spaces for those guys to pitch so they can develop into the young cheap at the time stars mm-hmm. that you hope they can be when you go to make a real run so you have to leave some space for those guys still to pitch so I'm not I still like the idea of DeGrom and or Rodon or you know Shohei's a totally obviously he's 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 the the real deal if you can get him, but you just like you said, Cody. You don't want to overspend, and more importantly, overspending in my eyes means too many years at large money. So if the deals for because of the market, if the deals for Degrom and or Rodon get too high this off season, I wouldn't be mad at the Cubs for waiting and sticking with some of the younger guys and letting that play out a little bit, and then bringing a guy like Smiley back gives you a little more depth and Samson and then instead 
throwing the money at those position players that they need to get in this offseason. So it's not all going to happen in one offseason. Yeah. They're not, not going to spend all this money and build a World Series champion next year. If you think that's going to happen, the odds of that are just there's there's yeah. too much to build. And if you do right. if you do try to do it in one offseason, the odds of you ending up with a Hayward like deal that you regret greatly down the stretch are much much better. Like mm-hmm. if if you think that's going to happen in one offseason, you're going to sign some bad guys if you try to do it too often. Right. Well, and to go off the Hayward thing, like just because that happened, that doesn't mean that I think that we need to be extra, extra careful. Like we're the Cubs or they're the Cubs. They, like you said, it's Tom Ricketts money. Right. I just think that they have to spend, they need to spend that money at the right time. And that goes to like what Marcus's comment here. He says, I don't think we're ready to sign a new body just yet. Let's keep developing our young pitchers. I assume he just means by pitching. I, you know, I I lean that they need to sign more position players than they do pitching. But if they wanted to really solidify themselves definitely as a division winner next year, I do think they need to go get themselves a starting pitcher. Um, but I also think that if you did re-sign Drew Smiley and add in, you know, a a shamania or someone like that. Yeah. And then you and then deals you, that don't you, handcuff you. Right. And then you bank yourself, hopefully, that Kyle Hendricks comes back. And then you got year two of Strowman. You're hoping Justin Steele, like Justin Steele solidified himself in this rotation for sure, right? Like if yeah. you're 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 going to hope that some of those things happen. And that like that's the risk if you do that. And if those things don't work out, then maybe you find yourself not in the playoff picture again next year. But if you want to solidify yourself as being a division, like in that division race and going for the division title in 2023, then yeah, they definitely need to sign a Rodon or a DeGrom or a, or someone, even Shamanaya would, would be a nice addition. He's not a number one, but like, he'd be a great depth piece. And then hopefully maybe like a, like Wesneski or, or Killian, uh, really emerge next year. Like maybe next year, Wesneski and uh, Killian are like the Justin Steele and Keegan Thompson of this year. Like, I don't know. Like that, that's the thing is like, you don't know. And that's, that's why it's hard to talk yourself into thinking like that they could be, if you're going into the next season, banking on them, taking that next step. So that's kind of like, that's what free agent signings are supposed to be. You sign these proven guys, one or two of them, whatever they are, and you hope that they're just an addition that helps bolster your young guys up and helps lead them to whether it's a wild card or division. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, Jack says in the chat, meanwhile, Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber, all struggling to hit over the Mendoza line. KB's been hurt all year. Listen, we've said all along, I, I believe the path they took while painful is still the correct path. Would I like to have seen them spend even more last, last offseason? Yes, but moving on from the core, most of the core at least, and getting the prospects and starting over at the time was absolutely the right and only move for this organization to really make. Absolutely. Maybe they could have held on to one of them. If you if you want to pick one, we can debate that forever. Mm-hmm. I'll say Schwarber's the guy I would have hung on to because of the power and the DH coming, but like multiple core guys had to be moved this last offseason – for the number one reason of they hadn't proven it, it wasn't working, and you had to start restocking the farm system. Yeah. Um, That's the problem with like that entire situation is like if the Cubs just would have had a better farm system, they could have moved on from one, some of those guys earlier, yep. and could have you know just could have you know kept flooding the uh, or fixing the assembly line as they call it, you know. Yeah, but right. 
And, and, and he sends that because, you know, I, he thinks I'm sitting here trying to kick out Kyle Hendricks. And that's, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm telling you exactly what's been going on and the, what I, what's took, been going on. I already took the, the, the smaller deal from the Cubs. Right. He, like he, he took, took a, a, he already his, gave him the hometown discount. That's what, his, that's why he's still here. Right. Like his, his contract is nowhere near what Rizzo Baez or Brian or Schwarber's contract no. would have been. Like, he already gave, no, he already gave he, him the deal and said he wanted to be here. He's the one guy in the whole process other than Bodie, but he's the one guy of that group that was like, yep, I'll take less in multiple years. I want to be here. So yeah, those and other that, guys and, weren't willing to do it. Right. And, and again, I, I think that Kyle Hendricks is going to be on this roster and he's going to be your number five starter next year. And I'm okay with it. I just, I'm okay with it because like, I know the potential, but right now, like Drew Smiley's pitching like, you know, like a very solid pitcher who's going to yeah. go be able to go out there and give you 20 plus starts, 25 plus starts a season. Like and or and at least be a really good veteran piece and to me it's like at this point here on September 9th, 2022, like how can you just kind of be done with them? Like you're not going to be able to trade them. Like you you I feel like you got to try and run it back with them and yeah. And at least have him be a depth piece who can come out of the bullpen as a long reliever and do a spot start. And, you know, I, I, it's just, I think it's insanely hard for anyone to sit here at this point and say, I can depend on Kyle Hendricks to give me 30 starts next year. No, no, you can't. Jack says that comment wasn't directed at us. He was talking to other people in the chat. Like he knows where we kind of stand on, on that whole thing. Um, yeah. Cody, tell me about this deal that we have going on right now with points bet because we've had some great points bet deals uh, throughout the entire season. This mm-hmm. one's probably my favorite. Absolutely. Okay. So, like, we got Bears 49ers on Sunday, Luke. Like, we right. get we get Bears 49ers at noon, and then we can watch the, the Cubs and Giants later that night as the, you know, as or you could watch more goal. NFL. <laughs> or you could, yeah, or you could watch Sunday Night Football. I think I'll be doing a little bit of both, a little two-screen action, you know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, if you sign up on points, bet guys, deposit $51, $51, and use code CHGO when you sign up, you can get this new, uh, th- this bear swag, if Joey wants to put right. the, the, the thing but up. But you, you, know, you, you got the deal is you have to, you have to make, bet, use the $51 and bet pregame, or during the game on that Bears Niners game, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay. You gotta, you know, I love, love, and I know I've said this a lot and it hasn't worked out, but man, am I do. I love Bears plus seven. You can place that $51 bet on Bears plus seven to cover, just lose by touchdown at most, and you get your hell, that, that's pushing. I, I think they lose by no more than three or four points personally. Like you can place that bet, or you can place it on yeah, David Montgomery to score a touchdown, or or I don't know Trey Lance to score four touchdowns if you want. I, I there's all kinds of things that you can bet on points bet for this game, guys. Like I, all you got to do is you do that and you get a free membership from C, uh for all the CHGO web content, all CHGO.com. Right. You get you can pick one of those, or is it you can pick one of those two uh, yeah, sweatshirts? One of the you can choose between the two sweatshirts, which you can only find. In this deal, we don't even have them in the CHGO locker, so it's not like you can just go into yeah. the CHGO locker and buy them. These are exclusive to this deal, and you get the QB1 t shirt for free mm-hmm. as well. 
Absolutely. So like you get the t-shirt and you get one of these exclusive sweatshirts. So yes, man, I love it. I, by the way, you, you talked me into the bears thing and I, I don't believe in what I did on points bet, but I like the money I was getting back. So I took the bears oh, yeah. outright to win the game. I yeah, also Luke's going down. <laughs> I took the over on the five and a half wins for the season because only because when it was at six and a half, I said something like, well, Eek. I mean, if it was more like five and a half, I might do it. Yeah. In reality, in my mind, if it was four, I, I should have done it. But right. <laughs> I went and did it anyways because I'm one, right. I, you know, I'm the idiot that gets sucked in right before the season, Absolutely. which is what they well, want. Anyway, all you got to do is make a, make that bet. And you and, and you could potentially win money. You can win your money back. You'll get if you win your bet. You'll get your money back plus more money if you win your bet. And you'll get all this stuff. Like it's it's an insane yeah. deal, Luke. It's insane deal. It. I'm having my girlfriend sign up, and and I and and we're gonna have two CHGO memberships here in this household. But and, if she does, now you could get the you, you're getting the hoodie, or she's getting the hoodie. Oh, I'm definitely getting the hoodie. Like, it, <laughs> like I'm. We're gonna use my money to sign okay, or to, okay. to bet on, but All I'm right. gonna make her sign up so I can get the swag, man. Yeah, gotta get the swag. Well, you could always uh, sign up another account that says uh, Cody Del Monaco, and you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have fair. two hoodies there. Uh, you know, it's not that I, second one's not a hoodie; it's the crew. But I like the crew too. Yeah. So, and I think the, the great, the, the, the more underrated thing about it is you do that. You also still just get that free membership for a full year to all show.com. And, you know, we got Ryan writing stuff about the Cubs. And I know he wrote about, you know, the 40 man roster today uh, and like the mess that that is. And, you know, we got all the bears content too. If you're all here watching uh, the, the uh, you know, the bear show and we got added new people and all this stuff. So, Somebody says uh, I get the crew neck. I, I don't know what's going on over <laughs> at your house, but uh, it seems uh, slightly debatable at the moment. Yeah, Again, my if, my girlfriend's in the chat. That if you're listening and you see a Cody Delmetrics sign up, don't be surprised <laughs> if he's asking for a hoodie in Cody's oh size. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, by the way, Game Time, the hottest new ticketing site Ooh. that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports and concerts and shows. So, I mean, I think that the season opener is a golden opportunity to try out this new app. Now, if you've ever dreamed of like sitting places, you never thought you could sit because they were too expensive. 50 yard line court side behind home plate floor seats to a concert. Get this game time app right now. The, the best and biggest last minute price drops that can be found on seats. You never thought you could, you could ever buy. So you're not going to find a better deal this season on Cubs and Bears tickets created by fans for fans. They have a guaranteed lowest price on that ticket. And if you love CHGO, you got to remember that you're going to love game time. It's it's the best way to support us. The best way to do that is to buy your tickets this season through the link in this podcast description. Join over 15 million people who already have this app and are downloading it and scoring Big deals on seats that you never thought you could get up to 60% off. Some people are getting because they're going last minute. They're using game time. They're getting the guaranteed lowest deal. And I'm thinking with the rain in the season opener, there's going to be tickets just kind of hanging out there where people are thinking about it. And sure enough, this might be your chance to be at the home opener when the bears win. And I win big on points bet 
You could be there in person, 50-yard line, front row, bear man will be sitting right next to you maybe. It's an opportunity. It's what this is. I like, I like the idea. I like the idea of just waiting until like an hour or a half hour before game time and just yeah, seeing what, what the price is at. Just head down, head down, you know, Lakeshore Drive. And and I know it's a pain in the ass to get to Soldier Field. We, you know, the Bears guys have been talking about that a lot lately with the whole move <laughs> to Arlington Heights. But like, you know, like just head down to the neighborhood that it's at, you know, and 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 you know, maybe go to your favorite bar around the area and then just yeah. just Keep refreshing the game time app and see if those prices drop. And if you find a price that you like, just go ahead and get it and then just walk over. It's a honestly, it's one of the beauties if you live in this wonderful city. So, right. Like, I could do that for Cubs next year when they're good and the tickets are like expensive again. Like, I can go to the Cubs game tomorrow for like 10 bucks, I'm pretty sure. But like, if they're good again next year, but can you you sit? Can you sit first row right behind home plate for that? No, but that seat no. might be available if you wait to the last minute. It's going to be beautiful. You go hang out, have a couple drinks in Wrigleyville, and then you you hit that game time app like 15 minutes before the game and you see what's available. Like for the Bears thing, you could – we're going to start – CHGO is going to start having some tailgate parties. You yes. can come to our tailgate party, hang out, not have a ticket to the game, but then all of a sudden, boom, you pull the trigger and you get like one of the best seats and the best deals, one of these amazing deals – on tickets to a Bears game. It's, it's something to think about yeah. as the season progresses and, of course, in the next year and Bulls tickets and Blackhawks tickets. Um, Cody, let's talk about the new rules that were approved today. Woo! I'm baby. all in. I'm all in on all of them. I, the only, oh, yes. I will say right out of the gate that the only one I question is still why are they changing the size of the bases? I, nobody can explain that to me. I have no idea. <laughs> why they're going to have these uh, giant inflatable bouncy rooms sitting on, out on each base. Like second base is going to be an inflatable dragon you have to touch. And third, like, I know they're going from like 15 inches to 18 inches, but like what, what for? Maybe it's for like injury purposes. Like That's what they're saying, but like, how does a base being bigger, maybe the second baseman can like get out of the maybe you won't over. jam your finger as easily i don't freaking know I I, I I i i don't know i guess a slightly bigger base lets the base runner have a little more space to go into than maybe the infielder wouldn't be at yeah. it seems like a stretch i i also think you're gonna you know it's only three inches but you're gonna have the baseball's hitting the bags more often, which is kind of weird. Usually you might have infielders trying to figure out how to dive without landing on the bag, which is another mm. thing. But the ones that I like, the pitch clock is gold. Yes. Uh, and, and and the one the players reps voted no. It was not unanimous, but it passed. The players didn't like the pitch clock, and they didn't like the no shift. I I have no idea. Like, are they all pitchers? To, <laughs> because they're going to have to adjust. You know, yeah, like they right. don't like to adjust to anything. But now, here's the deal with the pitch clock: 15 seconds when nobody is on base for the pitcher to throw the ball. 20 seconds when runners are on base. If it expires and the pitch hasn't been thrown, it's an automatic ball. Or if the flip side of it is the batter's not ready. Mm-hmm. it's an automatic strike. So the batter has to be in there, I believe, at eight or nine seconds. The catcher has to be ready eight or nine seconds. And those also trigger an automatic ball or an automatic strike if they're not in the box ready to go. So I'm I love all f- those. Minor League Baseball is like two hours and 30 minutes for almost every game. 
it's going to be fun to watch. You know, they're going to, it's going to be a thing in spring training and it's going to be so fun to watch these players just like really suck at this at the start. Absolutely. They are the guys that do it. It's going to be so funny in my opinion. Like off a thousand times and (laughs) stepping off the rubber. Here's what I really think. And what the other one to talk about really is I think the, the pickoff moves, right. And we'll talk about the shift too, but like, I really think there's there's not there's, the rest of this season is about exploring Cody. Right. As of tomorrow, the Cubs should start pretending that these rules are active. I I'm Cubs pitcher. Stop shifting. <laughs> yeah. No, like yeah, I don't care. Like the shifting thing, that's easily to go back to the other way. But like yeah. the timing of throwing the pitch and being on the mound and, and being ready to go for the catcher, the pitcher, and the batter, all three should be mentally going for the Cubs right now. Spring trainings might be too fast for these guys to figure this out. Yeah. Well, to you got to believe you got to believe that the pitchers are going to be practicing this in the off season. I know, like, but this is live game action. That's true. No, I, and I'm not, I, right? I agree. I'm just saying like any pitcher that comes into spring training and hasn't at least like tried to get adjusted to it yet. That, like anything bad that happens to them as far as like their stats and stuff, that's on them. Like, like, I agree. The game has brought in new rules and taken rules away for years and years and years. Like if you can't adjust to this, especially if minor leaguers are able to do this, I yeah. mean, I, like, I agree. I just think the, it wouldn't hurt to tell guys at least after the game, Hey, Drew Smiley, you know, 10 times in this game, you would have been tagged for an extra ball because you didn't throw it fast enough. Yeah. So the next time out, you might as well start thinking about it. Like, Right. Maybe not him. Maybe the younger guys. I don't know. Right. Um, I, I I get I get the players. Like baseball's so routine, right? Like you don't want change. I get it from a player's perspective. I totally get it. But if they want to, if if ML if MLB wants to grow the game, if they want to bring in new fans, they want to you want to make it more entertaining. If you want to make it to where guys like Luke Stuckmeyer aren't freaking about to fall asleep in the sixth inning of a of a game that the Cubs are playing in Los Angeles yeah. on a random Wednesday night. Then and the, the Cubs are getting could have gone to 15 and 10, Cody. Yeah. <laughs> like and you don't it's a Wednesday night and the Cubs are getting creamed by the Dodgers five to zero. Yeah. And it, and and the game ends up going like three and a half hours because there's no pitch clock. Like if you don't you don't want to lose those fans, <laughs> then you, you need the pitch clock. Like I I think it's I think the pitch clock is you know the best thing that they're bringing in. And, you know, I'm 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 very happy about the shift being gone too. But like I the pitch too. clock, just to make these games go faster. I mean, you watch the NFL, you watch the NBA. You you know the NBA is a great example. It's just a it's a fast moving sport, up and down, up and down. You know stuff like that. So I it's understandable why those games are always you know around two hours. Uh, NFL, it's like it, it it can be so it it can be so different. But the thing is, is football is the number one sport in America. Even you, well, not the world because of soccer, but like people are okay with the fact that they're sitting on their couch watching three hours of football or whatever every day. You know what I mean? Because for some reason, they're people just just love it. Yeah. And like MLB could get away with this type of thing if they were the most popular sport in the world. It, like get away with like how long these games are, but they're not. They're not even the most popular sport in in our, in our country. We call this America's pastime. Like it, it just is what it is. It's a slow sport, and I I like it the way it is. Like if it's up to me, we we you know, it's just as a pure baseball fan, I I'm not exactly like fond of the pitch clock in terms of that perspective. But if you want to talk about like just being able to get through a game faster, then yeah, I'm all aboard it. You know what I mean? So 
I get it from a perspective of just being a pure baseball fan. Like why do this to like speed up a game? But like, if you were, if you're talking from a league perspective, trying to get younger fans, are you trying to grow the game in a way and get more people like into it? That way they don't have to sit there and watch it for three and a half, four hours. Then yeah, it was the right move, man. Shit. I, the, the, the pitch clock should have come about 10 years ago. You know, yeah. the shift thing wasn't necessary because teams weren't going crazy with the analytics and, and doing it. So the shift deal is two infielders now have to be every pitch on the left side of second base with their feet on the dirt. Okay. Right. So that's, that really sort of eliminates the shift, the extreme shift that we've seen in baseball, which I think is mm-hmm. a good thing because it was just, it, it muddied the game. It's just been ugly. Um, what, the amount of times, Luke, the amount of times that Kyle Schwarber or Anthony Rizzo oh, man. hit bullets between first and second base, and it's right into the shift. Jack R says something about how they barely are hitting above the Mendoza line. I yeah. guarantee you. I gar- And if I'm wrong about this, I will apologize to you personally on this podcast, Jack. If their batting averages don't significantly ra- rise next year, then they just either have really fallen off or or something. Because like, like, Yeah, agree. Like the the amount of base hits taken away from players around the league because of the shift – like that's kind of the point. Like the point of removing the shift is like they want more offense. And you know what? Right. They're de- like def- not even defense, but just pitching has really dominated the game. And that's great. If you like pitching, great. I like pitching. I want I like watching one to nothing games. Well, we got one to nothing games when the shift wasn't a thing too. It's right. all about just being good at your craft. Like now, there's so many pitchers that have gotten no hitters in the last 10 years and you're like, "How did that guy get a no hitter? How did Wade Miley throw a no hitter?" Oh yeah, the shift Alex exists. Hill? Alec Mills, yes. Like, nothing against Alec Mills, man. But, like, Thanks, come bro. on, man. Like, there's no – that guy shouldn't be throwing a freaking no-hitter. But the shift helped him. The shift helped him. He, you give him credit. He did what he did. But definitely – if you go back and look at look at some of the ground balls that he was able to get, I'm sure the shift was a major factor in him getting a no-hitter that day in Milwaukee. Like, there, there's no way. No way. I don't believe, and I could be wrong now, I don't believe it totally eliminates teams trying to do something crazy because I don't believe it limits the outfielders from coming in and playing on the edge of the grass. So, like, <laughs> you could have maybe your – I think. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I think you could have your left fielder come in and kind of play deep third base or short center, you know. and So you could still try and – Could you just bring one in to, like, play, like, I think uh, you could. I, like right I, up I the middle. Seen, yeah, I haven't seen anything that says they can't do that because teams like to do that at the end of a game anyways when it doesn't matter. They'll go with two outfielders or, you know, move everybody in. They didn't want to eliminate that. But, you know, there's way more risk for for mm. a defensive team to do that than it is for moving the, the uh, infielders around. So pickoff is the one that's – Hey, uh, Stucky. Yeah. Uh, while we're while we're talking about this, uh, our friend uh, Ryan Herrera has arrived. Oh, good. Oh, Mr. Hello. Herrera is here, so we can talk to him about the rule changes. I guess. Yeah, Ryan. What do you? Here's here's the one, the last one we were talking about. Like, and I'm curious if uh, the players had anything to say about it after the game or before the game or David Ross. But like, the pickoff one is interesting because they're going to limit two pickoff moves per plate appearance. A third one is allowed. The difference is if a guy throws over to first base the third time, 
if he doesn't successfully pick the, if he picks the guy off, he's out. But if he doesn't pick him off, he goes right to second base. It's a balk, or he goes from second to third. It's a balk. So when I first saw the rule, I thought, well, wait a minute. Like they're just going to be stealing bases all day where this isn't going to help us with anything. Like if you, if if you use it twice, what's going to stop the guy from just rolling over to second base. But that's the deal is he can't go too far because if he does, he can still get picked off. But he I has like to that get, rule. I think that was smart. Yeah, I did too. He has to get thrown out, otherwise he gets second base for free. Right. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. he doesn't get like thrown that. out, he gets the base. If he does get thrown out, he's out. Yeah, I like that. I, I do think that's a good way to like you get the two pickoffs, you get a chance for a third or a fourth or a fifth, but like you, you gotta make sure you're throwing these guys out. Otherwise, like I think that's a cool way to like make yeah. sure, like limit the pickoffs, but also like make sure that guys aren't just running around and around the bags after you pick, try to pick off twice. I think that's a, that's a good move. Yeah. Um, they didn't, they didn't address that part of the rule specifically. Um, I know we talked to like uh, Ian Happ for a while pregame. Um, you know, Ross talks about, talked about it for a while. Um, I got talked to Nick Madrigal a little bit. We talked to Nico after the game, like guys have, I, I, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of pushback on the new rules. Um, and like me, pers- me personally, I have no issue with any of the rules. I, I, I could, I need to take a little closer look at exactly what exactly is going on. Um, like I know Ian mentioned, like the one one timeout for a batter per, per plate appearance. Um, and so he mentioned like playing baseball in April at Wrigley Field when the wind is blowing twenty miles an hour at your face and you can't see. You take one timeout because you can't see. Later in that at bat, and then the wind picks up again, and you can't see again. Are you not able to take another timeout? Like, will the umpire grant you a timeout because you literally like the, the wind is blowing in your yeah. face, that kind of stuff? Um, so they're definitely. I mean, it's not like I feel like not everything's perfect solutions. Um, like nothing's ever going to be perfect, and not everyone's always going to agree on everything. Um, personally, from like you know, what I've read and, and seen in the rule change, I think I I. I they have no issue with with pretty much any of it. I mean, the bigger bags, I thought we, we talked about it like months ago and it, we thought it was weird, but it is. You know, if it's for safety, but also like, if it's safety, okay. If it's like, you know, stealing bases is kind of one of the most electric parts about baseball. So if it encourages more of that, okay, cool. Like, it's, I don't see like a negative in it. Maybe it just, makes baseball i mean I, I don't even think it makes it seem like less of the game that we grew up watching you know like i i don't i don't, I don't maybe i'm not like so overly positive about the bigger bases but i, I don't right. find any negatives in it like i don't i don't i'm really indifferent on that either which way um the pitch clock i know luke i know you're gonna love that one mm. i'm gonna love it too start it <laughs> um, now yeah and like everyone um like <laughs> start it now <laughs> yeah like, like I, t- I i talked to to nick to nick madrigal uh pre-game and he mentioned how on rehab assignments like so pitchers on rehab assignments major league you know pitchers on, on rehab assignments aren't subject to the pitch clock but like hitters are so like he when when yeah. nick madrigal was down in triple a pitchers obviously like he's facing triple a pitching there's there they have to uh, abide by the pitch clock so he's in turn uh, at, at kind of the mercy of the pitch clock and, and what that entails. Um, so he kind of said like, that's beneficial for guys who have you know, gone either gone down to triple a or, or the minors because of a rehab assignment or an option, whatever it is um, that that's kind of seeing, yeah, kind of seeing how it works 
um, at that level. Um, cause I mean, obviously a little bit of a head start cause you understand really the timing mechanism of that. Um, but also it's just like, you kind of see that it's really not that big a deal. And after maybe a couple, a few times, like it's like, you start to get used to the changes. And I think, you know, Ross has mentioned this before and he actually, when he talked about it today, it's like, you know, every rule change is weird. You know, he came up when you were still allowed to truck catchers at the plate. Like you could still just bowl over catchers <laughs> at the plate. Like that's when he started catching. Um, yeah. So even then he's like, he's like, when that rule, when that became a rule change, like we thought it was weird. Um, mm-hmm. and he just had to get used to it. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like these, these rules, I don't think are going to fundamentally change baseball and everyone that thinks that they are is like, no, because the shift, like there, yes, in the history of baseball, great players, but players that maybe pull the ball, whatever, there, there have been shifts, mm-hmm. but it, it's not, it's, it has never been as ingrained. The shift has never been as ingrained in the game of baseball as it is today. So you're just, I mean, if you just you do have ways to restrict it, like that's, it's, it's kind of bringing it back to the old game. The same, same thing with the pitch clock. It's like, when in baseball history did you have guys taking 45 seconds to a minute to throw, throw a pitch? Like it, it's so much. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think these, these change the game of baseball in any negative way. I, 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 well, I like Ravi in the chat is saying he's a purist. He hates it all. And I'm going to say, Ravi, we have never thought of you as a purist. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also points out the worst one. Uh, the worst one is the the man on second and extra innings rule. I'm I've been very confused about this rule, and I don't know if that was addressed today. But is it just till the end of this year? Because I thought they originally said it was coming back for this year, and then it was done. I didn't see that. Like I, I, I that, and that's why I'm like confused about. It. Like, is is there anything about that? Like, is is it done? Like I. If you're getting a pitch clock and you're able to move games back or move games up quicker, then like I'm okay if it goes to extras and we gotta freaking go through a couple more innings, whatever. Especially if the game's going by faster, you know what I mean? Like, I, obviously, I don't want to do it every single day, but like you, yeah, you, know, you know what I, you know where I'm getting at, right? Yeah, I didn't see anything about that one today. Um, real quick, we'll go back to this in a in a second, uh, and we'll get to who you got and all that stuff. I do want to throw out that deal again that we've got going on points bet Cody, because this is it. People got, this is our last chance to tell Cubs fans about it going into the bears Niners game, how they can get the sick merch that we are giving away. They can only find in this deal. You can't get it at the CHGO locker. You have to take advantage of this deal. It's such a good deal. Cody's making up names and starting new points bet accounts. Yeah, I'm going to make like five of them because my girlfriend's already entered the chat and told me that she's taking the crew next. So I got to I got to create a new one <laughs> and and that way I can get the varsity jacket because that's what I want. And then we'll have three free CHGO memberships for a full year. I mean, right. all I got to do is just deposit fifty one dollars into a new points bet account, place a bet on Bears plus seven, win right. money while also get all this free stuff because the Bears are going to cover on Sunday. It's a beautiful thing, guys. Like, I, I, I don't know how else to really say it. Uh, this is the best deal in CHGO sports history until we so do too. a Cubs one next year. Yeah, you get you get Ryan's content. You get all the writers' content for free because you get a year-long membership. You get the QB1 T-shirt for free. Again, you got to use the CHGO code when you do it, and yes. you have to make a new account, be a new user, and do a $51 bet during the game or before the game on the Bears Niners. That's the deal. And then you get your choice of those two 
sweatshirts. I like the hoodie. Your girlfriend likes the crew. For you guys, that means you're going to have to get two, right? You know, yeah. He's going to get saying. an account, and Cody Del Metrics <laughs> is going to show up on their system. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So no, it's, that, it's a great deal. All in all, I can't wait till we. Like, I assume we'll do something Cubs related next year, going into spring training. I can't yeah. wait for for one of those types of promos for the Cubs. But Bear season is upon us, and oh, if yeah. you're if you've had a lot of pain. Uh, from the Chicago Cubs this year. Well, the Chicago Bears have been giving us pain for a long, <laughs> long, long time, guys. And you know what? We're all still Bears fans. We still care, and we're still going to watch. But at least if you want to sit and watch the Bears, at least look good while you're watching the Bears oh, yeah. piss you off. And like that's that's the way I look at it. It's like I'd love to just look really good while I watch the Bears yeah. make my Sunday awful. So it's an opportunity. Yeah. That's what you talk about, it. Ryan. You have it for a few months from now when Aaron Rodgers inevitably losing the playoffs again. Like you can, you'll have oh. your QB one shirt or your your yeah. your, your hoodie. Yeah. Absolutely, it's and, and it's you want best, to be decked out. It's the and, best day in Bears fandom when Aaron Rodgers loses in the playoffs. Like you, you have to have your CHGO Bears swag when Aaron Rodgers losing the playoffs. So, like, exactly. I mean, I. I've given you at least 10 good reasons to sign up for it's, points bet. It's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. Yeah, and yeah. the other one is the game time app. You know, if oh, you're looking to get app. tickets and you're Besides trying to go to bet. a Bears game or a Cubs game here at the end of the season and you want the seats behind home plate, 50-yard line, or, you know, you just, you're trying to get to the season opener and you're thinking, how am I going to do it? You get this app, game time app, last-minute deals. It's what it's yes. all about. Guaranteed prices. It's made by fans for fans. This what is where Joey you get your say? deals. You know, you might hang around there an hour before the game on Sunday. It's raining, and you're thinking, "How am I going to get the ticket?" Boom! You jump in and you get a fifty percent off ticket. It's gold. Like gold. What do they have? Mm. Seven, uh, fifteen million people have already downloaded the app. I know Herb Lawrence is one that's used it. He just used it in Atlanta, and he was like. I actually found a ticket that was cheaper and they matched it right away yeah. and boom, he got his huge discount and he was moving on and it was like super easy. It was like everybody I know that's used this already yeah. says it's a game changer. Game time is a game changer for buying tickets to games or concerts Luke, Luke. or whatever you're trying to buy tickets for. I got to show you guys how easy this is. It's like incredibly easy. Literally oh, game, time tickets, game time tickets right here. Pull it up. Sports like, for example, events near me, Alabama at Texas football, $143. I paid $350 for my tickets. They're way worse than these. Like, you know, these wow. are oh, man. I'm actually really upset right now looking at these ticket prices. I'm going to go talk to my friends and tell them how badly we messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. But it is a great testament to how awesome game time is. And it's super easy. Literally right here, sports, MLB, yeah. Chicago Cubs. Three dollars. I mean, that's not wow. great. I mean, it's not the way to do it, Joey. The way you have to do it, the best way to support us and Game Time is you use that code. Use, in that go to the link, the description right here in our in our 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 podcast YouTube pro podcast. Go in that description. Use that link there to get your tickets to whatever you're going to see this weekend. It helps us. It helps Game Time, and more importantly, it helps you because you're going to get instead of being Joey regretful of what getting these tickets to the Texas yeah. Alabama game, you're going to get discounted deals that, and sit in places you never thought you could sit. 
Yeah, yeah I, I want, well, one, I haven't had the opportunity to use game time, but I hear great things about it. Everyone I've talked to, like he mentioned, Lauren, uh, Herb Lawrence, yeah, say great things about it. So I'm excited to finally get a chance to use it. And two, I mean, look at Joey, how regretful he is. He, he could have paid less money to go watch Texas get stomped by Alabama this weekend. Could have paid less money. And, and instead, it's could have uh, paid less money to go see them lose by 21 points or more. Exactly. I mean, man. Exactly. Mm-hmm. By the way, should we take a moment of silence, uh, not only for the Queen, but also for Albert Almora, DFA'd as the Reds picked up Luke Farrell and DFA'd <laughs> Albert Almora. Never forget. Never wow. forget when he went on the radio and said that his career was turned around or, or no, not what was it? Who was the guy who he blamed someone wrote an article, not, not enough opportunities. Yeah. And he was fixed by the reds. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then he basically say like, he wasn't able to develop as a hitter. And yeah. 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 And now DFA by <laughs> the reds. When you get Didn't DFA'd by the reds, that's saying something, man. Ugh. Um, Nicholas Padilla also picked up, you know, he was DFA the other day, claimed off waivers by the white Sox. Oh, it was so. It's I. I understand the Sox picking him up. I think he he's a guy that you know maybe shows them something. But um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of faith in him getting getting back to the Cubs. Honestly, yeah, it's no, not like no. he had he pitched well in AAA or wherever this year, right? Yeah. And just D, I don't whatever. It was one of those where you were surprised when he when he got DFA'd, and then you were like, "Well, I won't be surprised if someone else claimed him." Yeah. 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 Ryan, I buried the lead. What's going on with Nick Madrigal? So it, before mm-hmm. it was the left side of his groin, right? When he had like two months on the yes. on the injured list, it was his left groin. The injury in this, I believe I read, is the right groin, correct? Yes, it was like right groin tightness, I believe was the term. Um, yeah. Uh, David Ross, he talked about it a little bit after the game, doesn't know exactly when it happened. Like when, like he felt it, uh, I might have been on that ground ball uh, in the bottom of the third. Um, yeah, it was a yeah ground ball to third base. Uh, yeah, he said he he it's just some tightness. Um, they're gonna get some imaging tomorrow, rule anything out. Uh, they don't really know much more than than uh, again it's growing tightness. Mm. Um, so hopefully get more clarity on that tomorrow. Um, yeah, it stinks, man. Like, cause he was having, he had his, his, this last month or so since he came back, like it was, it was, he was looking fine and it wasn't, and he wasn't lighting the world on fire, but he looked a lot more like the kind of guy that the Cubs were hoping to get when they, you know, traded Craig Kimbrough for him. Uh, right. he, was having, he was having a good month. Uh, and so to see him go down, you hope, obviously it's, it, it's nothing like, um, like what happened in New York that kept him out for almost two months. Like he hoped it's something, uh, maybe more more precaution, like he felt it. Because I know I remember there was that during his rehab assignment, um, he kind of had a little bit of a setback, but it was something that he caught when he was rehabbing from the left groin strain or whatever it was called. He had a setback in his in his rehab um, during a game, but it, it ended up turning out that it was like him, like kind of feeling something and just being really cautious with it himself. Um, so mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's a similar situation. Um, but I, again, we'll have more clarity on just what exactly happened and, and when it happened tomorrow. Um, yeah, just uh, yeah, just hope that it's, it's nothing too serious and he can finish out the rest of these four yeah. weeks or so um, healthy and, and get to the offseason. Most importantly, it ruined my chances of winning who you got. 
You know, sure. I mean, to be selfish about it, it ruined my chances of winning who you got. And we have a showdown in this one, really, because this is this is super close. And it comes down to, in my eyes, Ryan and a Joey out of nowhere. Joey picked <laughs> Jan Gomes going Wait, into what? this game. And we're that like, right, yeah. we're like, I thought he was Joey's been waiting for this moment all Higgins. night. We're like, I been waiting for this moment all season all season all and night, he calls whatever. Jan Gomes he hits the home run and I'm thinking it's over Joey has won this then Ryan's guy hit a home run so both guys Nico and Gomes both two RBI right Nico with his ninth homer he also had his 18th stolen base now a negative for Nico I believe he had an error in this game he as did. well right he did have an error he had an error he did, he did have an error but Jan, Jan Gomes had a pass ball one for two with a walk Jan Gomes had a pass ball. Jan Gomes is playing the hardest position on the diamond. Well, I, <laughs> I was going to say, he's got to get – Yes. Jan, yes. Gomes, Jan Gomes does get credit for that is a risk-taker pick. Like, there's no question there has to be a little extra juice to, like, strategy who's picking Jan along. Gomes. And number picked, number no, two you can't, is – No, 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 no. You can't say it's a risk. You can't say it's risk taker because finally a little bit. Luke, he picks Jason Hayward and PJ Higgins every game. One of these times, even I a broken did. clock is right. Call the great game for Smiley. Did call a great game for Smiley. One hit. <sighs> Not no. this time, Ryan. Sorry, I picked Jan fair and square. And the commissioner Nico, has ruled. Nico won. The commissioner has ruled that I win. He's not a commissioner yet. He's a who you got player. Not, not yet. I'm not the commissioner yet. I do have a direct line to the former, the soon-to-be former commissioner and replaced the commissioner. At the worst at the top. At the worst at the top. But, Cody, what do you think? What do you think? I think it's real close. I I tend to lean towards – I would say it was almost dead even. The stolen – Give it to Joe. The air the, – the late air definitely hurt – Ryan's chances because at that point I thought it was a little bit closer. I just think picking Nico is easy, and they had you similar had, games. And picking Jan, Jan Gomes, Gomes had the pass play, ball. You Jan might Gomes have had the pass ball. Well pick, you know, no. Tony Campana for the game. No, Jan Gomes had the pass ball. Nico was two for three with a stolen base. Mm-hmm. Versus one for two. Oh. The home run with a walk, and they both had two RBI, and they both had the home run, and one guy caught a one hitter. And and you're you're all one in asking me to make the decision, even though like well, one Luke is scared because I'm like right now I would say right now I would say it's two to it's probably two to one. Maybe I'm one and a half to one, but like if you could convince me. If you could convince me it's a hundred percent Ryan, maybe I'll listen to the reason why. Are you kidding me? This shouldn't be any convincing. <laughs> You're acting like it's obvious. No, it, it is. It's not. How many obvious. hits? How many hits did Jan Gomes have today? Did he just have one. the one hit? Yeah, one hit, but he one. also had a walk. So bases yeah, walk. wise, okay. so they both got on base well, twice. Actually, Fair yeah, they were both on base twice. But um, uh, walks don't count towards total bases. Well, he was on base twice. He still got on base. I I think that it should be counting towards total bases, so I can win more bets on points bet. I'll tell you that much. I I win the point. I disagree. I well, one is Luke is Luke is doing this because he knows I'm right on his tail and he's trying to stop me from getting a point. I'm le- I'm letting that. Cody have a say in this. Like I'm not I'm not saying it like. But there's a reason you're pushing for Joey okay. so much. I'm not. I'm saying it's real close. But like you can't I, deny that picking 
Jan Gomes is more difficult than picking Nico Horner. I he, he always picks he he picks Cody Higgins and Higgins. I would like to give a point to both, but I've been told that we can't no, do that no, anymore. No. So because of that, I do think the fact that Joey did pick Jan Gomes instead of PJ Higgins today is says it's something. It does I'm say something. I'm I, I studio point. Joey, you guys are unbelievable. Ryan, you guys, you're 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 right on your tail. It, the decision has been made, but Ryan, your argument should have been that gambling from another state is not legal on who you got. That's what, that's where you missed out on your argument as a prosecutor. That's where you missed out. You should have said, this is a moot point. Joey can't place the bet from Texas. I also think because he is not one of the three of us that he, we could both get a point. No, I think you made Ryan, the, I'm not allowed to, to pick, pick two anymore. anymore. Have some respect for the behind-the-scenes folk. That's what I'm saying. We can both get it. But it's like we, us three were I, like I, the main I outlawed that. Outlawed that? I outlawed it between the three of us. I outlawed it. I outlawed it between the three of us splitting points. We do it so much. <laughs> point, uh, Joey. It's the only win he's going to have this if, weekend. If we if we would have kept the rule that we can give points to you multiple got, people, I I, I, I would have given you a point. Say, I don't know how you say Jan Gomes had a better game than Nico. That's what that's what it is. I, I don't. I say they had. I say they had equal, most likely equal games. I, yes. I think, but one I, was a tougher pick than the other. But that's not the rule of the game. The rule of the game is what, who, you got, who is going to have the better game. That's who's going to have the better game. Tiebreaker. Actually, rock, I think paper, Gomes scissors. did have. Gomes had a better game. He was he he, he was pummeled oh. a one hitter. He also had a pass ball in a in a, in a game that in a. Yeah, a, pass, a pass ball is way more likely to happen a catcher than no. than a gold glove shortstop. You know did what I mean? Like fast ball? every did pitch you, you, you get past the catcher. Every did, pitch can't get past the shortstop. Did it, the, did you see the pass ball? Yeah, it was pretty. It was a pretty bad pass ball. Yeah, but he you called. Should get Yon on the on the podcast and ask him. Hundred percent should have caught that. And Nico just had one. It was a throwing error because he was deep in the hole trying to make a play. You're gonna fault him for All that. Right, point. Joe was named an error, uh, so he should be able to make this is unbelievable, make man. Play. We're at, we're guys, at one minute I'm and like, eight I'm seconds as we head into the holiday weekend. Tail. It looks like it's getting dark out at my house. This, this, um, is, this is insane. I can't believe this. I'll wish Joey's Longhorns good luck. Hook them. I, you know, I prefer they I, won't, I hope they lose by 21 points or more tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and all I can say is no, no, no more, no less. Right. Let's all hope the Bears win outright. I'm, I'm, I got a money line. Bears plus seven. Let's ride. Woo. I'm being silenced by the dictatorship of Stucky Nation. Sounds like Cody and him have formed an alliance against me. Um, yeah, <laughs> no, everyone was saying that we formed an alliance like two days ago. You we were did as a resistance. This time you were outvoted three to yes, one. Yes, because there's an alliance against me right now. <laughs> I'm high on your tail. I'm what? There's nobody in the chat. There is not one person in the chat saying Ryan has to win. It is over. No. Four to two, the Cubs. Uh, it was a nice game. You know, 4-2, they win it. Started against the Giants. You get Stroman coming up on Saturday. You get Miley on Sunday. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs post-game show podcast. Use the promo code CHGO when you sign up for two risk-free bets up to 2000 bucks, or become a new subscriber. Get the new account. Put 51 bucks in. Bet on the Bears-Niners game, 51 bucks, and all you get the free content. You get the free QB1 shirt and your choice of the sweatshirts. I'll leave you with that. Have a great weekend. Joey, congratulations and fly the W.
the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.